2: For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with thoroughly modern design. Featuring a reimagined exterior with compelling proportions and precise detailing, and an interior built with robust materials and integrity, the Defender 110 lets you go further and do more. Its durability has been tested to the extreme while the cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender.
0: Welcome to Nerdist Podcast number 792. This- uh, what do you got on the Nerdist community corkboard, Kyle? Uh, I got really excited when these people emailed in because they're a product that I use. Uh, FrightRags.com, Fright-Rags. Are you familiar with them? Do we do them? What's no, happening? but what is that? FrightRags is a horror t-shirt company. Oh, thank and God. And it's all... <laughs> Uh, now the other things that, that could have been I imagine that's a real like if you quietly don't quietly masturbating into a <laughs> horror sock <laughs> uh, it's just a sad looking stained pumpkin sock from several Halloween's ago it's a little, it's a little goblin towel we're it's learning way like, too much about Kyle right now look man like you guys don't open the crate if you don't want to see what's inside <laughs> uh, they are a company that does original art t-shirts from horror movies uh, and they're kind of my favorite thing in the world so it was the happenstance that they sent it in they they do stuff for everything. Their artists are amazing. Uh, I have a shirt from them that's from Return of the Living Dead that is all the main zombies from Return of the Living Dead. And then in Blood, it says, do you want a party? It's party time. Great. It's my favorite T-shirt ever. Great. So where uh, can people find this? Go to www.fright-rags.com. And hey, guys, if you wanted to send at Kyle Clark is rad a bunch of free shit, I would not fight you on it. If anyone sent you something, would you fight them on it? Uh, I mean, it depends. If they were trying to send me like a box of like rabid monster creatures, I'd be like, I don't want that. And they're like, take it, you're just saying, like I'm like, a reluctant Pacquiao. hero. You'd be like, I'm gonna fight him. Oh, I mean, yeah, he'd beat me to death just immediately. He, he would, but that'd be that'd be, that'd be a cool way to go. Somebody fun- delivered Manny Pacquiao in a large <laughs> crate with holes in it, and then I opened it, and he beat me to death. itch for <laughs> Kyle Clark. <laughs> God, I gotta get a new mailman. This guy loves his puns. He sure does. Katie. <laughs>
1: Hannah Crichton, who used to run the Nerdmelt showroom, uh, is making a documentary. Doing... Yeah.
0: Well, What's she making?
1: She and her friend Kyle are returning to Russia to find the orphans they worked with in 2007 at a summer camp and profile their lives as adults. Oh,
0: this could end up real sad.
1: Yeah, but apparently the orphanage system in Russia
0: is. Uh, Completely messed up, and kids are thrown onto the street at age seventeen with no money and no education. So their past, their past campers that they worked with are now in their twenties, and they want to see what their lives are like. So if you want to find out more info on the film or donate to help them make it, you can go to tiny.cc/russiansummer. I am so proud of you, Hannah Crichton. That's oh yeah. Fantastic. If there's one person who can get that insane thing made, like that is that is Hannah Crichton. Yeah.
2: Hannah Crichton's really your cool. lady. Uh, this episode is Iggy Pop and Josh Homme. Woo!
0: You all right? Yeah. Sorry. That's the the noise I make thinking about this episode. Woo!
2: also the noise you make when Manny Pacquiao jumps out of a crate and punches well, you in the solar plexus.
0: Like it's just because uh, then he crushes my windpipe.
2: Yeah. Iggy Pop. And I, so, I invite, so obviously you were here and I invited April Richardson yeah. to uh, – April didn't – she didn't sit in on the podcast. She just sat in the
0: in the room – um, April and I kept looking at each other and then looking at Iggy. I was Pop. Fun watching you guys <laughs> mouth the words "holy fuck" because Iggy was. Uh, I mean, Josh is. Josh is like, he's a rock star among rock stars, and and he's also
2: like comedian, hilarious, funny. He's so fucking quick, and I I keep pushing him to come on at midnight. He's He'd be amazing. so good, and Iggy was was. Could not have been cooler and, and everything open. I And he him was to everything be. that you would want an Iggy Pop to be. Uh, but just both both great guys. They're promoting their album and tour, both titled Post Pop Depression. I've if listened were- to it. It's real good.
0: Postpopdepression.com. I did too. It it's is real super good. good. Not what I expected. Not at, at all. all. No. But that American Valhalla, like once that started, I'm like, ooh, this is different than and I he, thought it was going to be. He
2: addresses that, but uh, really, 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 really fun episode. And, uh, and one of those, like, How-
0: what is my life? Was, How is this uh, my life? The whole drive here, I was like, what is this? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs>
2: It's like the it funny watching you the first time you met Rollins yeah. on the podcast, and I think that was your first like,
0: what is happening? Well that was like three gigs in, I was like, this job's already insane. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just kept showing up. Yeah. Like a cat we left some milk out for. That and just, now I'm just the cat who lives with you guys. Just the cat Alf eats me. Scout <laughs> is Alf. Oh, that, That's Alf over there, too. I put the fake mustache on Alf, by the way. Did you notice that? Oh, you did. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, he was disguised. Yeah. I didn't recognize him for a second. Katie! <laughs> uh, Katie! Now entering Nerdist.com.
3: my Chewbacca book that's cool we're gonna sign that later Oh, it's so cool! Blood it, blood. Yeah, it really needs to be combed. <laughs> it must be combed.
2: I just—I need a hair sample
3: and a sperm sample. Oh, it's just like jail can just again. Leave it on Matt. <laughs> yeah, I've already done that. Okay. okay, hence the bleeding. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> Look <laughs> at you—you've gotten so cash. That's how I get in this podcast. I just let it happen. Oh, that's pretty cool. Right? Slowly, right? totally. right? You're the yeah. Axl Rose of
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this podcast. Is Matt Matt Matt's, Matt's Chinese. Matt democracy <laughs> <laughs> and then it never comes it out it never <laughs> comes out it'll <laughs> never come out no one cares when it does. <laughs> i mean that must be like here i go yeah. oh it's like wait too late oh I too late <laughs> i know usually people say too soon no it's too late too late it's too late, oh, it's too late this morning. what do you uh are, are you guys just in town promoting you live here don't you yeah where do yeah. you do you live in la i live
1: in miami
2: you live in miami are you serious yeah man that's where my mom's from. I know Miami. No kid, what part? She was born and uh, she lived in. Um, well, my grandparents lived in Miami Lakes, but originally I think Hialeah and yeah, my grand.
1: I know all those areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miami Lakes is they just did, they indicted the mayor for you know there was an FBI stint. for what? So he was taking bribes, but then he got acquitted because this it was like an
3: aggressor. What, what do you take a bribe for in Miami Lakes?
1: Um, construction <laughs> project. You yeah, like.
3: need another lake. Yeah, uh, this lake isn't deep enough. <laughs> you you know, his a...
1: name was like Pottsy, Mike
0: Pozzi.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike Pottsy,
0: eh? uh, yeah. How long have you lived there?
1: I, I don't live in Miami Lakes. I live in uh, Pinecrest
2: But how long have you been in the Miami area?
1: Since 98, so it's almost 20 years. Holy shit.
2: <laughs> and you wanted to go to the most opposite place you could think of
1: well I wanted to go as far as I could get away with going I mean I couldn't go to Omaha really it could sustain what I was
3: doing but I right. There's no beach in Omaha. Well, well, well Omaha, beach. Omaha Beach. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> very famous. Not, not for the but. best. Not the best place.
2: good <laughs> back metal, John. <laughs>
3: well, yeah, but yeah, the place is the bomb.
2: Oh, so it, Wait. boom. Oh, oh, beach. Okay, yeah, beach. Yeah, yeah beach. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry, you meant a beach. Yeah. Yeah, Miami's all right. I haven't been there in, in years. My. Uh,
0: You're gonna anger our World I War II it.
2: veteran
3: listeners. <laughs> yeah, oh, both of them. There might be one. <laughs> yeah, both of them. Your, uh, c- your civil war buffs that will be really excited. <laughs> So how are you doing? I haven't
2: seen you in ages. Yeah, it's been a long time. i think I'm just... That yeah. comedian... That... Uh,
3: that comedian party. That comedian party we went to. I love that party. It's a rooftop party. We don't have to say the name, but it's a rooftop party. What? Sarah Silverman's party? Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but I like it every year because I'm just... It's, you know, it's, a, it's in that good environment. There's free booze. I don't ba- drink. Basically, that's it for me. Yeah, yeah. but I, I drink enough for you. <laughs> you do <laughs> <laughs> you're small. I could drink your weight, and you're you're two, you're two X me. Yeah, you are.
2: You, I, I, I feel like I feel like sometimes I like to. If there were two of me in a Titan suit, I yeah. could be Josh Homme.
3: Well, but I, I, I when I go to the big and tall store, I wear an extra medium. <laughs> it
2: could be two of you with a trench coat with one yeah. of your heads sticking out and you can get into those movies yeah. That's a great idea yeah. yeah, we can finally get into those R or X rated movies yeah. That we've always talked about yeah. How's the press been going so far?
1: How's it been? Well, uh, You mean like doing it or reading it? Yeah,
2: <laughs> well you should never read it <laughs> Reading it's a terrible Well, idea. I read
1: some of it, you know how do you pick and choose what to read? Well, it's just sort of serendipity whatever. If I have 20 minutes and I read some shit for 20 minutes. Do you are you able <laughs> do you personalize it or are you able to not care about it? I personalize, dude. I totally personalize it and like uh I wish death. <laughs> yeah, and I'll say you know, I'll well, say to my wife, I hope he dies. I hope he dies tonight in a horrible way because he, because he criticized me this
0: much,
1: right? just this much. Yeah, well, but yeah. their
3: relationship is so strong, she immediately hands him a voodoo doll, right. and he gets to work. starts poking. Yeah. She's got his back. And
1: somewhere a blogger's like, uh,
2: my heart!
3: Yeah, she's like, this is him, and bang, yeah. you know? That's all. That's all they want. Poke. Yeah. yeah, just boing, boing, No,
2: then you'd be, you know, but then, but then you'd be giving them more. I mean, to be murdered <laughs> through voodoo by Iggy Pop would be such an honor <laughs> for <laughs> anyone. <laughs> <laughs> like you're giving them way. I more. have
1: voodoo dolls. <laughs> 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 they don't. They're just. They're just. Like for company, you know. Yeah. There,
3: <laughs> I know. But every once in a while, when my shoulder hurts, I think that motherfucker is somewhere stabbing me to death. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: there's a little Josh Hamid.
2: There's a little two X Josh out yeah, doll so, somewhere with a couple of pins. It's a big doll. Like, it's
3: yeah. a let's face it, it's a big doll. It's a big doll. That's a big it, doll. He's
2: not. He's not stabbing any vital organs. It's no. just like a shoulder,
3: shoulder. or a back, yeah. wishing me roughness. But I
2: think it's it. You know.
3: I think in general when people see
2: celebrities or when they look at it, they go, well, they're not human. They're these two-dimensional things. But especially someone like you, I think people go, how could that bother him? He can't even be human anymore at this point. He's he's
1: ethereal. Well, like, it just depends. It, they, they need to come up with a new angle to bother me. Yeah. Like if you just say, you know, you know, a dude with a face like a catcher's mitt can't sing. That's not really going to bother me. You know, I'm going to go. You know. Well, what if I said first baseman's mitt? You know. Yeah. <laughs> but if but if a guy you know if a guy puts me in an article about attention seeking celebrities who've posed nude yeah it bothers me yeah you know so it just depends you know
2: yeah what yeah. oh you're talking about the thing that you did for the art the Yeah, art school.
1: right you know
3: so but i think unless they would be willing to pose nude themselves well, should, this it's almost is like the, you shouldn't the, be able to the say anything the one
1: did it bother me when the thing was first announced one of the comments you know they, everybody had comments of, all right, well, big deal. So Iggy Pop has a big winky, and he thinks... Because <laughs> his <laughs> <"That> winky
0: <laughs> he what it is thick, dude. The words big <laughs> winky
3: together right. are really funny. Uh, big winky sounds like a, a <laughs> bouncer over at, you know... <laughs>
2: <laughs> at Finkel's,
3: <laughs> Finkelstein's Deli Over or something. Over at the uh, Chinese know. Democracy yeah. Bar. And go. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost open. Yo, what you need to do, is you to go to the yet. door, you
2: need to ask for Big Winky. Yeah. He's no, I went to college bucks. with Big Winky.
3: He can get us <laughs> <laughs> <right>. in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it's yeah. kind of a... Uh, uh, it's interesting what types
1: of things... Poke into your psyche when you know, but you know better though. Like you know it doesn't. Yeah, mean sure, sure. And then you just take a have a have a drink and process it and have a. Go to the bathroom the next morning, and then everything's <laughs> everything's
2: fine. Cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. it's, it's, cool. it's out, it's, it's out. I'm good. It's out. I just got to shit out
3: the I'm negativity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I saw that. I, yeah, I perhaps saw that. that's what shit is, though. is the negativity, you know. You know, I never thought of it biologically that way, but perhaps the negativity. is I gone. do find when I'm pooping sometimes just like get out of me sadness. Like I try to exercise the. <laughs> and then anyone, right.
2: but do you, you listening... can only judge
3: it by do you feel better.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, that's sometimes, working. Sometimes you do, and sometimes you're like. I think there's still some negativity in there. It's the tingling that I makes you know
3: it's the working.
0: Negativity out, but I, I saw is there blood in my negativity? Yeah,
3: <laughs> that's the big winky talking. <laughs> that's, 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 it's a funny word, isn't it? Yeah. The one, big winky negativity. Yeah. The ne- negativity like, is a funny word. The negativity you know. scene every Christmas. Yeah, it's, every <laughs> right, right. Jesus, that's negative. <laughs>
2: I saw the pictures from the from the life drawing thing, yeah. And people were—they had easels all the way around, yeah. And it looked like
1: there were two people, but like everyone else, just kind of had a side view. But it looked like there were two people that had the view. Yeah, actually, there were, and one of them was a really sweet old little—she's basically your basic little old lady, and it's just sweet as pie, and. uh the uh, the guy uh, Jeremy Deller who had organized it, invited me said you know if you want to have a look and as things are in progress go ahead so I I had a little peek over at hers and you know she. She drew the flab of my butt like, meeting at the heart
3: <laughs>
1: of the of the Dion's, right? you know, with these little curly lines, you know. It's like a curtain, you know, what I mean? like this curtain hanging down. So, I like that, and but- that didn't bother me at all. I thought it was really cool. That was like part of the whole thing. Was like I, I didn't do I. There's been a decline, you know wow. i'm sixty eight and that things have gone downhill from when I was twenty one sure, and I thought it was good to document it before I disappear into the you know whatever you know, so uh yeah that that was a good one, the little <laughs> <laughs> but you're still in good shape though, yeah, not bad, not bad, you know.
3: Yeah, take a look at everyone's drawings, but don't get excited when you go back over there. You
2: know, you'll change the art. You know? I can't imagine there are a lot of sixty-eight-year-old people. Where you're like, I want to see them take their
1: clothes off, but you know, like you're in pretty, you're still in pretty fantastic shape. It was a lot of fun in the room. You could have heard a pin drop. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, there were twenty, twenty-one of them and one of me and uh, two supervisors. Yeah, and uh, a photographer. <laughs>
2: you know, would it feel so- weird or le- or not weird at all
1: if like? I assume they were all fans of yours, right? Is that weird? No, no, no. they were they were uh, they were a cross section of life drawing students in the New York area. Some of them, in other words, were enrolled in that class among others as part of a curriculum at Pratt Institute, mm-hmm. which is an art school. Some of them were attending this particular academy, which specializes in in classical. You know, classical foundations of visual arts. And uh, some of them were practicing artists, and some of them were little old ladies and men who had. Well, I think I would try to I'm take a class. class. let take yeah. a class. Yeah, the, Jeremy went, spent about a month in New York to, with different instructors. Looking for a cross section of the American population.
2: <laughs> now that I'm what older, I to... realize I haven't drawn enough
1: balls in my <laughs> <Yeah>. life. <laughs> but there are well, people I think... from all backgrounds and all uh, ethnicities. Sure, and, you I, know... I think
3: that that lends an air of seriousness to it that doesn't require comments. The comments section, right? It's like there, it's an art class, a nude art, you know, drawing nudes. Absolutely. And yeah. so it's kind of like that's pretty much it. To comment on it, it's like sort of.
2: Yeah, you're basically unnecessary? Cut, Yeah, it was like uh, yeah, that's art. That's what's yeah. been happening for thousands of years. Oh yeah,
3: you're posing for your art class. So. Yeah, like it's a lot kind of, of people have for thousands of years. The yeah. human form. Still
2: going. <laughs> <laughs> always a winner. Yeah, come on. But I think uh, do, you, do you still feel like you have the same amount of stamina that you always had?
1: Do you feel the same? I got the the inner stamina. Yeah. is strong. Uh, probably when I was very young, I had too much. And I was very nervous all the time when someone would come up. Oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm going to do everything all at once. You know, now I'm a little more even. But uh, the different, it's like a used car, the different bits. There are all these different bits that require special. You know how your car will break, you're you're by the side of the road in a classic car, and the guy comes, well, all that was was your Cotter pin in the yeah. cotter <laughs> yeah, cotter pin in the schmitzel. It's a three dollar part, yeah. you know, and, and so then you feel like, so my investment was perfectly sensible in this car that doesn't fucking run because all that was wrong with it. It's just a three dollar, yeah, but there's a, a new. Three dollar part, like yes. every fucking. Three By the way, days. I saw
2: Big Winky you know? open for the cotter pins. They're <laughs> yeah. fucking right, great, right.
1: Mister Cotter <laughs> pins. <laughs> so good. Welcome back, Cotter pins. So kind of like that. You know what I mean? Like, are all these different bits? And-
2: yeah. Well, I remember when Rollins was on a few years ago, and he he said he used to he thought. He had a lot of energy on stage and then he did some show and then you went on. He was like, God damn it. How the fuck does he do that?
3: (laughs) Well, he's always in competition, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's interesting to hear you say when you were young, you were you were nervous.
1: Yeah, it made me just sort of nervous about everything because you you want like sort of puppy nervous. Yeah. You know what I mean like you want to do well you want to succeed you're a little odd you know it's uh it's not you know tie a, tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree was number 1 when raw power came. <laughs> <laughs> This is my this is my luck. Right? Yeah, this is my life, you know. And I meet these people. I'm I'm interested in people. I I remember I I came that year to L.A. for the first time, and I met these really friendly people. They were called. They were they were friends of the mm-hmm. But They were they were you know a little bit swing this way, a little swing that way. They swing around, right. And they, uh, there was going to be a record release party, and they said, if you give us—they were very colorful people. They said, if you give us $300, we'll decorate your party for you, so you'll have a—you re- need decorations, right? So I gave them $300, and it was on the roof of the Hyatt House. You had to walk upstairs. So I get there. And there were turds and vomit, <laughs> plastic. Yeah, you need and to decorate on everywhere the stairs. <laughs> you know, and Goddard Lieberson came to that party. This is like this is like a guy who looked like uh, Leonard Bernstein, mm-hmm. right? You know, head of head of uh, Barbra Streisand albums, of first yeah. wind. You know, so you know, I kind of get stuck in stuff sometimes. But now I'm more, I'm a little more cautious. You know like I can qualify as an old fart. <laughs> and are you okay oh, with yeah. that? Well, not like if I'm if I'm at home I just I fart very rarely but if yeah. I'm out on the road like farting all the fucking time and I'm saying fuck you are doing some fucking press it's giving me the farts today and then I have to mix the press with my rehearsal and I'm re- farting all through rehearsal and then toward the end of rehearsal you push a lot of air as a singer so I'm pushing and farting and pushing and farting well, but, right?
3: but as a, a counter fart to that yeah. I would say uh, like uh, that like when we played the Colbert show yeah we played the Colbert, right, and we're gonna do two songs. And when we played the second song, uh, the song "Breaking Your Heart" is "Breaking Your Heart." Uh, as soon as we <laughs> launch into it, the audience stands up, right, and and it was an exciting moment. And I never know what the hell he's gonna do. So as soon as it's over, he's like, "Can we do more? We're gonna play more songs." And like, do we need? And I was like, "Holy shit!" What like that energy coming out of you is 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 unbridled. Like I was like, it's not our show. I I don't know. I forgot. I, I, <laughs> I, I forgot. Just keep playing, or like, they but that what are you gonna do? Stop he, you? He grabbed me and was like, "Can we play more?" I'm like, "Oh my god, what the fuck?" And so, what I what I sense is that that cool unbridled <laughs> energy leaping, because that's not really age quantified. You know, it's uh, there's a certain wildness about you that's. That's impossible to control, and more like you just go with go with it, yeah. And and that's what's cool, you know, is that sort of um, unpredictable. I thought you were going to say that when
1: I approached you that you farted. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You're the, then well, I farted. I
2: didn't
3: want. I thought I'd just share that with you, but that's fine, <laughs> Josh. Kind of shit his pants, just <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You know, I kind of did, yeah. It's cool. It was just some, but it was a cool thing. Yeah, you know, yeah like it was like a cool, cool guy shit. thing. All yeah. the kids are doing cool it now. Yeah, yeah. Bloodless, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Turtling. Like yeah. all the kids are doing yeah. it. Yeah.
2: What is it? What is it that you? What is it that you're running toward? Like when you when you first start out, and you say you have this nervous energy. Because I was reading about you, and you said your parents were incredibly supportive. Yeah. So what is it, what do you think, what is it necessarily that you were rebelling against or what was driving you during that time
1: when you started to figure out who you were? I I didn't want to lead the unenjoyable life. And I discovered early on that I liked uh, playing music in bands. I really liked it. It was really fun. It was just fun. And it was an interesting puzzle, too, how to get the music to sound better, how to get the music over to, especially over to the people in the room so that something started going on. And then a, the big part of the puzzle, how to get a job, mm-hmm. you know? So there's all this going on. And uh, and it, I, I, had, I was learning this by being in a band in high school. I was the drummer in a cover band. Yep. And then uh, we got a full-time job playing in a teen club all summer away from home couple hundred miles from where we lived so we actually were living the group life (laughs) playing five sets a night six nights a week with five minute breaks right and uh that was where i started you know like Got my first DUI, my
0: first mug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah, that know. first DUI.
1: I, I fell asleep at the wheel, and you know, things started happening. You know, I mean,
2: your high school picture is just this button-up yeah, looking I was, kid yeah, with just the totally
1: straight. And, yeah. and then I, I really enjoyed that, and I became obsessed. I was listening to the some albums. There were two Bob Dylan albums and two Rolling Stone at, albums at those times. They were at the peak of their, uh, I think, of of their uh Suavidad. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, with him, it was bringing it all back home on Highway 61, revisited, and uh, the Stones had out of our heads at Rolling Stones now. And those four, Al, I just listened to them over and over and over and then studying uh, with the Stones, the writing credits, that's how I discovered uh, muddy waters, and you know a lot of great people. So I, I had, I was not a complete hooyah. So I had pre-enrolled for college in the se- September, and I went back home, and I went to college, and it was like,
0: Bee. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, I was, it was just, you know, oh God, I, I felt lost, you know, and I looked just like I look now and that was like 66 yeah. you know so so was music I, a really viable option at that point for no, people no it was not very viable at all so i said fuck it fuck it i'm going to be i'm going to be a musician and my father was they had indulged me in this as a you know my mom probably said it's good for him and it's his interest and it's a rounded cultural thing and then i said i was going to do it my father got very upset and he he blocked the doorway. And he's a good man, a very good person, and he blocked the doorway He said, "Okay, Jim, if you want to do it, you're going to have to get through me right now." My dad could kick my fucking. My dad was a bad motherfucker. So I was like, "Okay, here it comes to <laughs> get the meeting, you know, cuz I really wanted to do it, you know. I would have to take this beating and then and once he saw that he just Got out of the way, and that was that. But up until that time, I mean, I was—we lived in a very small dwelling. At the, we, our biggest one, finally, when I was in high school, was 500 square feet, mm-hmm. fifty by wow. ten. And they rented me a spinet piano, which occupied the living room. And before that and during high school, my set of drums was set up in their master bedroom. They gave up their bedroom. Oh, my God. That's
3: supportive, I would say. Yeah, they would
1: drive me to rehearsals. I lived in the boonies, you know. They'd drive me to rehearsals, pick me up. Wonderful people. Really, really great people.
2: Did they understand? Like when you started to break
1: out, did they understand it, or were they they go? Well, I don't. We don't get it, but we're supportive. They never. They never said anything against it, and uh, there was a lot of. I, I became sort of notorious in the area, and that caused some problems. Yeah, especially I broke some glass in the same town where my dad taught school. Oh, okay. And maybe somebody got caught a little bit with it, and that <laughs> maybe caused some problems, you know? <laughs> Early glass-breaking experiments. Yeah, and, and he had to come and get me out of jail a couple times. <laughs>
3: Boy, times have changed. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: You broke you know, a
2: little glass. This shit doesn't stand in Ann Arbor,
1: Michigan. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. enough. Yeah. Like, oh, that is enough. They are great people. And, uh, and little by little... They you know they realized I was getting somewhere with it, but also that I had serious he makes quote signs of problems <laughs> you know I had problems were they did
2: like when you were going through that stuff, and when you were kind of at the height of addiction, did you ever reach out to them, or did they reach out to you or did you call well, oh out yeah,
1: of well, they even helped me with that i had um i had when I finally really had to do my first big heroin kick they uh they had a friend who they were they were well-liked in the area. So the, there was a local pharmacist who said, don't worry, he's not going to have to go to any clinic or anything. And he bought a bottle. a could store a bottle about the size of this container full of a variant of methadone. Mm-hmm. And he said, you just had to tell your son, you come once a day. Just come to come to the pharmacy. I'll give him a dose. There was no no prescription. Oh wow! Yeah, no clinic, no nothing. And I that helped me a lot. Weaned, calmed me down, weaned me off. So uh, yeah, they they knew they knew what was going on. My, my dad, funnily, my dad's biggest concern. <laughs> Look, he was a guy. You know, he fought in World War Two, and he kept seeing how i performed and how i lived and he was scratching his head and he was thinking is he gay or what
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. and, and, and
1: so finally one day he said well okay I'll, at least at least you haven't lost your natural drives because <laughs> i was thinking i might have to disown you, uh, but, you know. yeah it was a different time great man great great man he really was but uh and he wasn't too pushy about any of that. <laughs> Nobody was wondering. Well, I think, too,
3: especially <laughs> as a father, it's like sometimes you just have to let your kids go because yeah. maybe their own failure will de- be the biggest detour. You know, if they fall and, you know, you might... Um, well you know. learn you, you know. learn
2: from your failures you learn like that's you know not that you should seek to fail but you shouldn't be afraid to fail and you shouldn't be too down on yourself when you do
3: because that's where you that's yeah. where you learn yeah sir and certainly if you do anything in the arts failure is mandatory for getting good I mean it's for anything of course but your biggest failures are the biggest stepping stone to something wonderful you know how old is your kid now uh, 10 4 and oh, I have one that's like three weeks old okay we well, got to just let them move out of the house now yeah and just, figure just it out. and say you know find your way guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so It's like find your way downstairs see if you yeah, can make it downstairs you do that. Yeah. oh you
2: can't hmm. oh right. you're
3: zero huh
2: <laughs> do you make fun of your three-year-old because he can't even hold his head up yeah yeah
3: the, my zero-year-old those aren't even words like quit acting like a bait well okay <laughs> all right yeah.
2: you expect everyone to do everything for yeah. you exactly but it's uh uh that I mean, I, I you know, I'm, everyone knows because I've said it a million times on the podcast. But I'm a recovering alcoholic. I understand. Oh, I understand wow. addiction to a degree. Yeah, but yeah. you know, dr- I never got into drugs, and I never, I never tried anything. Is it, it at that time was were heavy drugs, heroin was just so much a part of the
1: culture that it. They were. I, I'm convinced, looking back, that there was must have been some some door quietly opened at the highest level to allow organized crime to swamp the country with hard drugs. Mm -hmm. It's about 19... 70, 71 was when it really especially every, musicians I mean, too right you it know was, it's like to like yeah but era, it was like, everywhere oh john everybody.
3: lennon should not be in the country or busting people it feels oh, yeah. like it feels like there was perhaps yeah. that door of like yeah. get the musicians high and get before them out before
1: that before that yeah. it was more like you know a, a forbidden dangerous thing to even have a joint or something but all of a sudden man that stuff was everywhere and it was cheap and every scumbag Every low life had it and was offering it to you, and I don't know. It's, things changed. I mean, it, I, it and it, it, I understand.
2: I understand how that could proliferate, particularly in a community of people who, you know, look. You jump around and stage for a bit, and then you go back, and you're just in a hotel room alone, and you still have this well, nervous this energy, is, yeah, sure. really tough to deal with.
1: Yeah, right. And you know, I was taken a lot of when I. Not When I first started, I used to smoke a lot of dope before I went on just to calm me down. Mm-hmm. But as I had to keep doing it more and more and try to keep the group moving forward, which wasn't easy, uh, I started dropping acid a lot before I performed, you know, wow. and that, that really... Takes you to a point where you'd like a nice security blanket, later, right? You know? <laughs> I would have my heroin now. and you know, Curl up in bed, yeah. and, my coffee you know. and my yeah. heroin, yeah. please. You know? so I think that was something to do with it too. That stuff's hard in your psyche, and it's usually cut with a hell of a lot of speed, anyway. You know, oh, the, the the street stuff. Yeah. You know, so. Do you
2: ever think about
1: those days and go, eh, "How am I? How did I make it through that?" Well, I, I I don't sort of do the how. Maybe once in a while, this little why comes up or something. Yeah. Why? How, how does that work? You know, something yeah. like that. But I do have you know very decent memories of some of the some of the certain things that I managed to be a part of during my life in those times. It's not all bad, but the. Uh, The discomforts were were tremendous, Uh, very tough, uh, but only in an interior way, you know, most of it from otherwise. I was free, I was doing what I wanted to do, Mm -hmm. and I was... Getting in touch with everybody
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know? And leaving if, a mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that's pretty cool. You know, I just didn't think about things like houses or cars sure. or bank accounts or anything like that, you know. It's probably yeah. best. Yeah, it was better. Yeah, you know, that stuff's not
3: much fun. <laughs> well, those things are the anchor, of the boat anchor of, of making art, you know yep. what I mean? If you're like, oh, better get my house payment together. This Boy, next song is about my house payment. One, <laughs> right. yeah. well, two, a, three, four. Is it's called pre- Compound Interest. This is one of the big problems. <laughs> so, that's how the song you know. Footloose was created, yeah. you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? It's like, that's no good. Yeah. Kenny Loggins and Just yeah, Refinance. <laughs> yeah, just like, do refi. How do I sing about being free while not being free? I mean, is it... Do, is is there? Do you believe in the idea or not
2: believe in the idea of commercial success? And it's like if, you, if you're coming out of a punk scene, but then you start to get commercial success, and then is that bad or is it good or is it natural or how does that fuck with your head?
1: For me, it's been good. Uh, the way I feel is uh, it's clearly known that I was described for many many years variously as pariah homeless, crazy, rolls in glass, vomits, blah, 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 and all this stuff. And so it's great now if I can, like, have a whole lot of dough at a nice house and, like, do nice things and uh, have little jammies and stuff. That's all right. <laughs> that's, you know, that's how I feel about it. I mean, I think know?
2: that's actually the most punk attitude is, like, just not giving a – just making yeah, yourself happy and yeah, not giving right. a just,
1: fuck. Yeah, Yeah, and, and I think most people who, you know, are sort of human, then they're okay with that. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I don't. I don't care. They don't have to be impressed. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just that they're okay with that. All the stories. Yeah. Have you
2: ever heard stories about you that mm. you're, that you know aren't true? But you're like, How the fuck did that
1: get around? You know, I, I, suppo- I suppose I have. I can't. I, there's n- nothing is. Popping into my mind at the moment, but yeah, there's there's a because the
2: of that. legend, you know, like the legend of it will spread. Oh, one time I saw him fuck a snake yeah. on stage. No, no, you never saw that.
1: <laughs> well, actually, the, the I never fuck rolled. I never rolled in broken glass. To actually, so to, all that happened was there was I was playing a tight club. It was Max's Kansas City, and uh, at that particular place in the seventies, they served the cocktails. In these uh, sort of goblet-shaped glasses that go down to a little mm-hmm. stem, and then they have a, a very thick base, you know, so they won't tip over. And uh, so it was someone's bright idea that the audience was all seated at little cocktail tables. And they were all fucking critics, too, you know? and Everyone I is. got out on stage. And I was blinded by the reflection from their spectacles, right? You know, there was a room full of spectacles, right you know and so I I'm pounded away here, you know, maybe a little stoned, all right okay and and I think I either went. To do a stage dive, although the stage was only eight inches tall, right? But that's what I do. Yeah, I, mean, I do itself. a stage dive, right? <laughs> or I tried to climb on the table. I can't remember. But at any rate, somehow there was a a glass was broken and it was on the floor and I landed on it by mistake. That was just a mistake. But the way I am, I I – got up, and I continued the song, and then I noticed it was this pretty fucking serious gash, and it's like squirting like a, it's like a Renaissance painting, you know, like where the squirt St. Sebastian and the blood is squirting, but it it wasn't like I was going to stop. Right. It wasn't like I was going to say, oh, (laughs) oh, you know, so I just did what I did, and then the night went on. That It went on and on the night, but I didn't roll in broken glass. Actually, what I did was I went to a, I went to someone's apartment on the Upper East Side who one of the roadies later described in an interview as, I couldn't believe it, he's bleeding all over, and she looked just like Lauren Bacall and whisked <laughs> him away in her chauffeur-driven limo. And, and all I remember is that there was a big, Fishbowl full of qualudes on the on the coffee table, and I remember reaching out my hand out, and the next thing I remember, I was crawling on down 81st Street, <laughs> trying to try to get to Lexington. To,
3: to hail like a, a version camp. of
1: walking home. And I couldn't, but and, and, and somehow after that, somewhere in between, I think I went. I think I went to a hospital on Alice Cooper's
3: dime or something, in, in the somewhere to get. I, but I love the idea of being on all fours trying to hail a cab.
2: You raise your arm, and the blood just starts squirting out. No, that's why he's I trying lie. to get to Lexington. You know, right? I, was, I was up
1: and down. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, oh shit. Well, i the call. Quaalude way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Sponsored by Quaaludes. Yeah. But I didn't roll and broke a glass. <laughs> <laughs> the story that's, was
2: much worse. Yes, it was much worse. <laughs>
3: that's exactly. funny. Some of the stories that yeah. he's shared with me, too, it's like, wow, that's actually way worse than what, this, <laughs> yeah. what the right. They didn't really cover it fully right. at all. It, but that's the first time that's ever happened, you know, because I've had my own experiences of being called certain names and doing certain things. And Yeah. Uh, And traditionally, the story gets away. My attorney warned me. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) he's notorious. Yeah, yeah, and not 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 to the extent you have been, but uh, that willingness to do whatever it Mm -hmm. takes, you know, whatever feels right. But what's interesting is hearing his stories. I'm every time I'm like, that's way worse than what the. (laughs) (laughs) That's absolutely worse. Or (laughs) the one time you're like, yeah, someone said you ruined my house in Monaco. I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but I don't remember that. <laughs> really, I apologize. I've ruined a, I've
1: got one of those. No, that's, house your, story. that's oh. your story. That's your story. but
3: I was like, wait a minute, you ruined a house in Monaco? What the hell are you did doing? Did you ruin a house Monaco? in Monaco?
1: Oh, no, it was. It was in. Uh, it was in
3: Haiti. Really <laughs> oh, well, that's totally different. <laughs> yeah. Haiti. That's yeah. totally <laughs> different. Yeah, that's way different. Actually, yeah. than Monaco. <laughs> How did you ruin I, it? Uh,
1: what? How did you ruin? I it? I don't know. They say <laughs> I ruined it. I, like, I think <laughs> what I did was. If they all like, start with him reaching his hand. Have you ever known? I have a little th- of this in me. Have you ever known the kind of person, sometimes they're a hoarder, sometimes they're just arty, but they go to a place and they have to start rearranging all the things and tacking mm-hmm. up little things about themselves <laughs> everywhere until suddenly it just looks crazy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe it's like, like a that. Maybe or, like you know, that. Yeah, just yeah, rearrange things. Yeah, yeah, that's all. I'm
2: going to set this across the room, <laughs>
3: Yeah, <bro>. But that <laughs> yeah, came that back at
1: me like, you know, it was like, Eighteen years later, I was a completely respectable citizen. I was doing, uh, I was doing "Rock the Vote" adverts. Yes, yeah, I remember that. See, somebody, two women just came up to me at a bar, in Chelsea is just, "You ruined our house." You know? <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just, no, I'm uh, sorry. Don't forget I, to vote. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you know, write
3: your congressman. <laughs>
1: boy <laughs> oh, well, you live in haiti forget it <laughs>
3: lower haiti did you well done when you when you hear about these stories do you feel like oh i don't think i'm that rock and roll anymore well but i i i honestly i don't qualify it like that because i think of the willingness you know i i i i what i love is the willingness to pursue yourself mm-hmm. you know without consequence yeah you know um And and how this is we don't work at a bank, right? This is this is the job if you are willing to like, you know, machete jungle go, (laughs) you know, and 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 I love that and it's inspiring to me because, um, and it's also, it also helps to make me feel better about what I've done because it's because um, because I've done some things you know
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's all right josh let it out come on you're among
3: friends but you know and like you know it's like you know the thing truth is you get thrown out of a few places and you're like well i thought i was just i'm sorry you know yeah and but also you do some things on stage and you you know um that's what that took that night i'm sorry did that bother you i just yeah i'm sorry i well
2: you still out you still basically have to I mean, in a lot of cases, you're, you're playing the same songs that you've played for years and years and years. And I need you, them to be real every how night. Do you, yeah. How do you, you keep know? that fresh? And how do you stay in the moment? How do you? How do you? But, I, but also,
3: if I can, if Please. I may separate myself from, yeah, I want to be a good person. I want to do nice things and make someone happy. And I like. But then also, when it's time to do that, um, uh, it's you turn off all the lights in the in the house of your personality and leave the one light on that would walk up and do whatever that is. Yeah. And and and. I hate to say I'm not responsible for whatever happens, but I like that's that that's just that one room in your personality, that's the person that would walk out that's and do very that. Good. And and I don't and I'm not necessarily in control of the person in that room all the time. And and uh you know, and I'm not sorry about that at all. I but in the daytime when that the light in that room is off and the other lights are on, I want to do nice things for someone and listen to them and and be cordial and civil and but i um I'm not always in control of that room upstairs. The kill room. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Drag the body all the way. Up. Yeah. So how do you how do you
2: how
1: do you keep something fresh and in the yeah, moment? You to, oh, with the singing it over and over. <laughs> he's singing over and over. How do you, he's keep, a 19, you keep it fresh? It's I just, 1922, and he's a dog. He comes here, it's still a dog. He's got a dog shirt. He's singing about the dogs. He still. wants to be someone's
0: always dog. You Someone <laughs> adopt this yeah. pet, would you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, you, that, that's why I wanted to make a new record. Yeah, so I made a new record of different stuff with some fresh blood, you know, and and um, not at all what I expected when I started no, listening to it. It's no. completely
2: different than what I expected. It's great. So um, that
1: was one thing, and then uh, we we also do we we play some of my songs together, but we're playing many of them are uh, songs that either have never been done on stage, some yeah. of them or. Not very much, yeah. You know,
2: a whole record of flamenco style carpenters. Covers. Right. A great <laughs>
3: idea, speed, right. ma- speed mariachi. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Finally it's Actually, come to life. We've got mariachi. one that's kinda of like flavaco Carpenters. A
3: bit, a bit. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right? No, it's kind it's, of yeah. If you think
1: about it. Right? Yeah.
2: Speed Mariachi is <laughs> fucking amazing. It's, that has to be a let's thing. Let's bring it to the forefront. That would has you? to be a thing. Well it kinda of reminds me of something I read about you
1: seeing the doors for the first like seeing the doors for the first time. Yeah. And, were you a fan of the doors? Yes. You were. I was well, I was a qualified fan. I listened very, very closely to the first album. There were a lot of good things in it, but because I'd already been in bands and made records myself, I could tell how many overdubs had been used and how much it had been worked over in the studio mm-hmm. to make it to make it gel It didn't sound yet like an act it didn't sound quite actual, mm-hmm. but there were things in it whoa, you know uh the vocal, the warmth of the vocals. And the way the guitarist left space, Robbie Krieger, the way the sense of spaciousness and uh, romanticism in the guitar—it was unique
3: at that. Very time. strange band the yeah. makeup of a band: and, flamenco uh, and I jazz. I was real sounds. interested. The
1: drummer—I'd been a drummer—and Densmore played like a jazz drummer, yeah. uh, as did Charlie Watts too. Yeah, yeah. In other words, when he hit the cymbal, you heard it. Bing, 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 bing. They hear the beauty of the cymbal. And then yeah. when he hit the snare, he hit it properly. Whereas Ringo, who did this great ruined things for all drummers, he start, invented something called the monkey grip. And that's where you grip both sticks like a monkey grips a banana, right? Mm-hmm. And you just start beating louder and louder and louder, <laughs> right? But before that, proper drummers used the parade grip. You have monkey on one hand and I, I, this, you do this. Yeah. He flicks his wrist, traditional you know, grip, like yeah. chopstick, yeah. like like you're yeah. using, using a chopstick. Densmore plays that way. And he, he so because of that, he sets up a beat. Your 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 toe is tapping. Your butt starts to wiggle a little bit, but he's not loud, so that other musicians can come in and create atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the so I was real interested. And How they were also they, alive? they didn't well they were absolutely abjectly terrible the first time it was so <laughs> terrible I, and I was fascinated with how terrible they were but then by the time I saw them the second time they came through detroit after the second album they were totally pro they had it down they had a big sound it was great but wasn't maybe quite as much fun
0: right you know
1: it was still fun it was still cool but it wasn't like so i was in a it was a little field house a uh, basketball place yeah. where they play college basketball, and they just set up a little stage for them. It was a homecoming dance for uh, it was all the it's big incredible. guys and their dates dance. and everything. <laughs> but the public could come in, and I went. And I had a little date, you know, and um, we got near the stage, and the band came out, and they were going to start playing the intro to it was Soul Kitchen.
3: Yeah.
1: but. You noticed that they had these. I think they'd gotten um, an endorsement from some amp company, and the amp sucked. <laughs> they were either Jordan Boss, do you remember those? No, or no, that's or right, Custom. They might custom, have been Custom. Yeah, Custom. Yeah. yeah. And. Um, they, the the only good thing about a custom amp was it had this Naugahyde hide tuck and roll, tuck and roll, that's <laughs> the tuck
3: and to cover roll. up how like right. mediocre, the the whole sound. horrible it was. <laughs> yeah.
1: So the 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 sound just didn't. They didn't have a good sound system. They just had little column speakers, they, so it just didn't sound very good. It wasn't that they couldn't play, but it just sounded wimpy. Mm-hmm. And then they they played and played and played and nothing happened. And then finally out comes this guy, and he had on like a black leatherette mm-hmm. costume straight Hollywood Boulevard, you know, with the little pointy uh-huh. boots, big ruffled shirt. He had his hair oiled and it looked like Hedy Lamar. And he was <laughs> he was <laughs> whacked. Hedy. His pupils were <laughs> big black pupils, you know. And uh he lurched around the stage and made like these gestures and then he began to sing the song in a feminine falsetto. Wow. (laughs) Wow! The clock says it's time to clock. And the guys start getting mad, right? So finally he did, and I've done this when I was stoned in shows too, later in life on LSD. He just looked around, he said, "Eh, not that one. (laughs) (laughs) He he points at Robbie Cruden, my man, my man play the blues and so they started playing uh, it's a bluesy number they Black have
3: backdoor back man yeah, or yeah one of those like, like they can't remember yeah.
1: and he's doing all the things that drunks obnoxious drunk does at a bar like putting his arm out and going to every hey this is my man you know, <laughs> <laughs> you
3: know? <laughs> this is my
1: man yeah, right. I but love him but, yeah, but he looks great Mm -hmm. you know you would just want to take him home you know he looks awesome and the guys are getting mad you know this is what is this guy is he like think this is a joke or something you know and so it it basically was a failed gig they did they managed to play it was only 30 40 minutes i think they played as long as to get paid yeah. And the guys were getting closer and closer to the stage and finally they just skedaddled, you know. <laughs> Holy shit. M- but dad. I was I I thought, well okay, you have no more excuse now. You know, it's, it's not, how good do I have to be?
3: You know, that yeah. was, that was what I, you know, you know. setting the bar at yeah, a certain level. Right, I think right. I could hop over that <laughs> thing. Yeah, right. These guys have a hit record? All right. But yeah. it's funny because my, my dad saw The Doors in D.C. and he said, oh, Robbie, or, you know, uh, Raymond Zarek was great. He played organ with two hands. And I thought, oh, that's gross. But then... <laughs> and I, and then and, uh, but he was like And Morrison was just wasted and I, But I remember thinking Wow, that's cool, man that's, yeah, yeah, right yeah. <laughs> The wasted that seems, guy uh, right? That seems like my jazz right there you know? I wonder
2: yeah. if you Because I'm sure When you're super fucked up Obviously your Perception of what's going on Is different It's amazing different. <laughs> So I wonder if, you know, if Jim Morrison had lived And then they'd showed him to, or, I mean, Have you ever looked at old performances And go I don't really remember it being that
1: way It was much different in my head <laughs> It wasn't that different. <laughs> I knew I was weird. There's a really good one of me on the internet. It's performing the song Bang Bang. It's at a German television show called Bananas, and it's in the it early 80s. Bananas? And I, yeah. yeah, I got there, and they, or Big Banana. Or I think it's Bananas. And, and they decided, bang, the first line in Bang Bang is young girls know what they're after. So they... Found a bunch of virginal-looking young German girls, like sort of like in one of those terrible films they <laughs> used to make back in the day. But they were all in diaphanous—not diaph—they diaphanous, were all in angelic gowns, and they they arranged them from the tallest to the shortest. In a choir oh, wow. behind me. So the shortest ones were, they were just little little girls, little six, seven-year-old girls up to these big in the in the middle. And I sang the song, and I mean, I was pretty bad at that point. I had no front tooth. I thought that was cool.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I got news yeah, for you, I, it was. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> and this ruffled shirt and I'm making all these jerky movements, like these weird jerky dance movements. And I was trying to be just as oh, I'll try to be as cool as I could be about this, you know, and I did it and the girls are they're all kinda of looking at me like mm, 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 you know <laughs> you know, and they we were
3: thought, yeah, we thought this was the difference. This, this is yeah. bananas. What is this? I was yeah. told yeah.
0: it would exactly. be bananas. This <laughs> is not this well, is not, not a of bananas, no. it's
1: not appealing. Oh, no, it's a kind of show. <laughs> Nine, Josh. Nein. That was a kind of show where they have a guy on the they have a guy with a clipboard on the stage, and when you finish the song, he points at the audience, and then that's exactly that's right. You will clap, you will you know. clap. But,
3: the, but those moments actually become the coolest moments. Like, it, there's there, you know, you watch the Tom Snyder show. If you go back mm-hmm. on YouTube and your moment where you're out of your mind and then the PIL moment where they're just talking shit to him the entire time, yeah. saying it's a fucking company and refusing to look at him and all stuff are the two most watched ones of the Tom mm. the old Tom Snyder show. And it's kinda like, You're welcome, Tom, you know, yeah. because the moments where you're liked, willing to just do whatever. Yeah. You know? I liked
1: Tom. Yeah. He was one of those Tall guys who doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, but <laughs> so just keep he going. Always, he was always bending over and try, and he was a really nice guy. I really like.
3: But, but him. he has to keep going. Yeah, but he had to act to you. He's like, serious, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah how yeah. do I keep going
2: here? I uh, yeah. yeah, it's cool. What What do you think is the <laughs> What do you think is the worst decade? Is there, was it for 80s. the 80s? Yeah.
1: Oh, I suffered through the 80s, and that was in the 80s when I was performing that song with the on bananas. <laughs> or I remember once in the the, the lowest point I hit in the 80s was, I think did I not have to open for Flock of Seagulls? <laughs> did you really at the Peppermint, <laughs> oh, at the Peppermint Lounge? I think so, and I was so upset. I'm opening for P- Flock of Seagulls. This this I've got to do something about this what will I do how will I steal the show from Fox Siegel? so I called up the roadie and I said I want you to get some four by sixes I want you to make me a big cross (laughs) and then I'll come I want green paint so I painted my face green and dragged this enormous cross on this, out onto the stage in the Peppermint Lounge and people just scratched their heads, you know? Like, yeah, I did. It, I got it. I got it <laughs> right. I you got know. you. Yeah, they'll stop listening to Andy iran you know. This will <laughs> totally this will totally fight back from the bottom yeah. and destroy the stranglehold the media has upon my, you know, my potential listeners. <laughs> you know, so it was bad, you know.
2: It's funny, you know. It's interesting to hear you said. Is like because I'd asked before, like, what are you rebelling against? It sounds like you're just rebelling against moments, like yeah. whatever is in the moment that you kind of
1: feel like I want yes, to fuck with. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, well, those moments fade, and there's a new one coming. You know, I think there's a, there's a sense to that where it's like, okay, that one's finished, and so this new thing is coming and. Plus, like, banal and boring comes in waves, you know? It's like, you. how do you stop this next wave of total boring trash that's imminent, you know? Well,
2: also, just having survived so many different forms of media consumption throughout the past five decades. That's a good
1: choice of the survived, yeah. Yeah, I
2: yeah. mean, just, you know, because you, it's funny, you, know, you talk about flock of seagulls, and yeah. of course... You know, now you know Iran. You might know Space Age Love Song, but it's yeah. not. But I don't. Know, I'm sure maybe they still tour to to a degree, but somehow Guam, Guam, yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> how, you know, that's where
2: you the go. The snakes on you... the plane. How are you?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Get these motherfucking snakes on the motherfucking plane, Josh. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but how, how do you, how do you navigate each each iteration of the business and each. Each you know thing that's popular with what's going on with people. Do you just not even think about any of that stuff?
1: No, I, I do. I uh, I think it's important to be aware of what other people are doing, no matter what I think of it. So I yeah, I'm aware of it, and then it, but it usually provokes a, a reaction. Yeah, with me, that's that's how I react to it. I'm not going to join up. Yeah, you know, but I'm going to react. You know, but in some cases. You know, I did, uh, I, uh, my agent, lovely lady, twisted my arm and uh, got me to do American Idol. And I didn't want to go do American Idol, but then I thought about it, and she said, Iggy, <laughs> 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 this is big. <laughs> It'd be good. It would be good for you, really. You know, and I think it's not going to be good for me. They're going to hate me, you know, and... But uh, and finally I said, okay, I'm going to go do American Idol, be the guest guy, right? Yeah. And um, they gave me a nice young band from L.A. back backed me up and let me choose the song. And I was all revved up to go, you know? So I got out there, and the stage manager pointed, and... I started the song and we broke into it. I was going, I was, and then they cut it because, you know, sometimes like Ryan, see Chris hadn't done his hair or something. <laughs> and then he, inter- and then he introduced the They introduced me by saying, I don't know if I'm ready for this, but here, you yeah, know, because right. he'd seen a little bit, so I that was like a fish out of water. That's there, that's for sure. But, um, but I, on the other a, hand, as someone
3: that loves infiltration, is one of my favorite well, this corruptive is it. Hobbies. I infiltrated. <laughs> like, I infiltrated you know, American Idol. I, I like there. to infiltrate and eat from like the good cancer from yeah. the inside out. You know, because <laughs> it's, it's like I destroy you. You're nothing but facade now. You know, it's just it crumbles. I, I don't, I don't mind shit like that because I, I was the
1: subject of a Mm -hmm. CBS poll the next day of the American people. Do you think Iggy Pop was cool or was did he make a fool of himself? Seventy-five <laughs> wow, <pick> percent fool. <laughs> did that make <laughs> you happy? Fool. <laughs> <75%. laughs> Too cool for fool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked that, Cooler but twenty-five percent—that's a lot of people. Yeah,
3: right? <laughs> that's
1: a lot of people, right? But, you know? I, but, but I think
2: it was what to think about the quality of the people voting. And well, no, I right know that.
1: that. Yeah. I, I'm aware yeah. of this, but you yeah. want you listen. You want those low-quality people, yeah. You want those looky loos, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Okay, uh. yeah. You want them. You also want those. You also want the the bad people. The people come for the wrong. You look. Sound like the Trump they campaign. They have. They have to pay. <laughs> Just pay the goddamn money. Shut the fuck up. You can be bad. You can be dumb. You can be ugly. I don't care. You're just as good as a cool person, you know, and I will treat you the same. Yeah. Because that's the job. Yeah. It's a burger. Yeah. You, know? All right. <laughs> sound burger. you have to give sound everybody burger. the same burger.
2: Is there a distinction between you and the guy on stage? Or do, or do you see... Do you see Iggy Pop as this separate entity, or is are you him
1: I think we co we cohabit the same body mm mm-hmm. no I'm not sure how that you know
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you're kind of walking around home, like what are you thinking about oh, often Iggy pop things, and then what happens when I'm doing that is like i what am I doing? Where's my glasses? Yeah. Where's my phone? <laughs> or my, my. My wife will say, I'll ask her a question. And say, I just told you that five minutes ago. I say. But I wasn't thinking about that. <laughs> I was thinking about.
3: Hop things. Throw him again. Uh, hand on the same switch. You know, yeah, right. one wants yeah. to throw it on, the other yeah. one wants to turn it off. Yeah. Did you ever think at some point, like, oh, I want to try to be a different. I want to embody a
2: different type of guy. I want to embody a different character. I want to do a different kind of thing. Or did you all just see it as pieces of? You know? Well,
1: I think I do. I do other things, and and um. M- m- Mostly, it's interesting. Uh, there's something about the Iggy Pop thing that is so robust that it causes others to ignore the other things I they, mm-hmm. they just say, oh, we won't, we won't pay too much attention to that. <laughs> okay, he sang a nice ballad in Fran- French. He sang a Sinatra song. Oh, we won't. Let's get back to this Iggy Pop thing. Right. Uh, some glass. Cut yourself. Yeah. Take your shirt off. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. so, you, you, you mind you, uh,
3: you know, balladeering with this glass on your chest?
1: Yeah i don't really yeah. i don't really make up plans or anything but but uh i'm just really interested in uh if i was quick and funny i'd Try what you're, what you do. I try a podcast, and I yep. also, yeah, and I also like. Uh, I think you had to do that anyway. Yeah, right. I like. I, I, I'm not. I'm not any good at basketball, you know. So that's <laughs> out. You know, I'm a spaz and I'm short. You know? so so that's no good. You know, right there. That's, you. You recognized your strength. Yeah, right, right. A short spaz. Yeah. What could a short spaz do?
2: <laughs> you could paint himself was, green and drag across I ma- on. I made an months. album.
1: <laughs> I made an album in '98 called Avenue B and it was much different than the sound that people associated with me and the marvelous and erudite witty reviewer for Rolling Stone started out by saying, okay, look, I get it. This guy is tired of being a spaz. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he watched but this doesn't make it. We give it two stars, you know. Right? Yeah, I mean, two script, stars sounds like the script know? of *Revenge
3: of the Nerds*. You you know? Know? He's tired of being spat. Yeah, he's tired you know, of being a
1: But spass, That's what's so interesting right? is that you,
2: it's. It's. I feel like there's this double standard. This this weird expectation is like, as an artist, if you're going to keep putting stuff out, people expect you to push an envelope. They expect you to try different things, but they not
0: you, that way though. Yeah, exactly. Not that no, way.
2: the other way that I don't know, but just not that way. Like, how do you?
1: I guess you really don't have any other guide than just whatever you fucking feel like doing. Well, it's gotta be a little like I, I wanted to sing some Sinatra songs and I could just picture it. I said to myself, Am I gonna get support from the industry or the public in America? Oh, Iggy Pop is gonna do the American songbook. No you know. <laughs> so I snuck off to France and I just did I did a little record I got it funded and released through a uh, fashion website, a guy who wanted to get involved in music, and half of it's French French ballads, mm-hmm. sung in French, and half of it is uh, old Sinatra, Bel Canto, and I threw Michelle by The Beatles in there because nice. it's French and English, mm-hmm. right? I wanted to meld. I, I saw a connection yeah. between the two feelings, and it's a nice little record, And it's not that, it's not like I'm, uh, I'm not Caruso, I'm not even Rod Stewart, but it's a nice little record. I learned to sing better by doing that record, and it helped me go in the direction that we got to for this record. But the thing I really liked about it was, after it had been out a few years, I did a show, a rock show there, you know, hard-hitting, balls-out show, and a guy came backstage, he owns a string of wine shops, upscale wine shops, and he said, You know, Iggy Pop, I have your I order your album up pray twenty five at a time, and I put it on the counter Next to the wine, and it always sells out. And then I order twenty five more, and that was a great feeling for me. Nice, yeah, it'd be with the wine and the cheese, <laughs> you
2: know, and the parlez-vous? Did you and ever everything. think you would see that day?
1: Well, was- I, I was, I was, I no. <laughs> but that's a very nice thing, and and you're you're, you're talking to people, you know, not a lot of, not enough people speak French. They're getting worried about becoming overcome. So it's nice for them if somebody will uh, sing some of their songs in French and give them a chance to say, well, the, your French is terrible,
3: <laughs> <You> know, which <laughs> they it, will. But it, what I love about the French is they, they mandatorily in, in, inject art into their lives and their culture. Yes. It's, it, it's, it's a part of everything. And it must be this way, um, whether you like it or not. There's a, you know There's this allotment of like... You must be cultured and you must receive yes. this culture or else, you know. And mm-hmm. um, and the world gets better when you do that, when you when you have this emphasis on art, no matter what medium it is. You know, there's this great emphasis there. And that that I would be into if we took a cue from here and instead of cutting art out of well, – We'll get rid of that. We don't need we that. We don't need that. Yeah. That doesn't – yeah, sure, mm-hmm. that building looks cool, but whatever. Let's just, you know – uh, so I like the emphasis there that they have. You know. What are you the most when you kind
2: of when you think about everything so far? What are you the most proud of? Is there anything that you're kind of the is like- whatever we did
3: together? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I mean, by, as a kid. op depression, depression, po-
3: uh, post and produced by yeah. Joshua Hami. That's right. With
1: the 14th Bad Elders. Next Available question. March 18th, Loma Vista Records. Baby, baby, baby. I mean, I remember being
2: high on acid and surfing down a
1: blowjob fountain,
2: yeah. but
3: this record with Josh Hami. <laughs> Has to be. Clearly, that trumps that big time. <laughs> you
1: know, I did. I used blow to go jump, swimming. You know that big fountain <laughs> at him. the corner where Wilshire and Santa Monica. Yeah, the blowjob. I huh? used to go. Oh, is that the blow? No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I, when I was very poor here and I, could, I didn't have a pool or access to the beach, I would... Whew, I'd go over to that neighborhood when nobody's looking in the fountain, and I would swim around around in a circle. <laughs> Restro, <laughs>
3: honey, I just silly. saw the funniest thing. I think oh, I well, saw Iggy Pop I, swimming yeah. in the fountain. And that's I'm like very proud. I'm very proud. I did
1: that. You. Really cool. On the QT, nobody ever caught me. Or anything, you know. <laughs> it's only about 14 inches deep. You're you know? probably
0: never going to die. Yeah. <laughs> There's some shit in I think that if
2: anything them. that you've proven, <laughs> the, the one thing that you've proven is that you cannot be killed.
3: That's why I'm here to learn. I'm just here to learn. <laughs> that following was
2: a step up for it me. A, it was Beverly Hills. <laughs> he, he's going to take his thumbnail and slice and yeah. just pour the blood <laughs> into your mouth. Josh, now you will be born to darkness, <laughs> exactly. as I call it.
3: <laughs> let's do this. I'd, I'd sort of be like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, sure. Let's I've done everything one. else. Let's we try this. Well. Why couldn't this work? We might as well.
1: Do you. Do your friends call you Iggy? Like, are you Iggy in your life? Yeah, more and more. It used to be Jim, and then it got to a. There was a tipping point when all of a sudden I'd been Iggy longer than I'd been Jim, and then it all tipped, and then everybody just called me Iggy. And that's it. And you're yeah, fine with yeah, that, yeah. Um, just before we're wrapping this up, you know, there are two
2: people in here who are hardcore music experts: my friend April and my friend Kyle. Oh, Do shit, either uh-oh. of you <laughs> have a question that you want to ask? Since we're all Yeah, yeah, if you can love your shirt, by the way.
3: Thank you. So much. Um, I actually am curious, because I'm a big New Order fan, how that collaboration came about you being on their latest album.
1: You're a big what fan?
3: New Order. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean to stump you. Yeah, it was pretty much by email. Oh, you okay. know, and he just sent me a. You mean the last one, the one, the uh, yeah, the most recent one. Oh, this one. Well, I knew them. Okay, I met them doing uh, the Tibet House benefit at Carnegie Hall. Philip Glass called me. And said, well, I've got, I've got these. You know, uh, there's a British band, New Order, and they'd really like to do some songs with you. So, and then me and Bernard corresponded, and then we had a call, and I ended up singing some songs with them and we got to know each other a little bit and so then he just sent me a thing I wrote a poem will you say my poem and I said yeah right. I'll say your poem <laughs> well that also answered, I was wondering yeah, if you that wrote that it or he wrote it and they just sent the, poem, They sent me the track voice. and they sent me the poem and I spent about it was a cheap job so I only spent about uh, I spent about four hours Internalizing his lines a little bit, and he had, he did a demo so to get his rhythm uh-huh. and then I just went in and cut it about six times, maybe, and sent it to him like that.: Oh, Okay, oh, so you guys weren't even in the same room.: No, oh okay, but we have been in the same room. right before. <laughs> Have you really met him? Come on and I, I did a lecture in uh, for the BBC, and Bernard came in England. During the gestation of our relationship, and uh, he asked a question about you know, this, we don't we really need to stop these people who are stealing our music with these computerized devices? And they have no soul, and blah blah blah. We need to do so. And I I said well. I advised him maybe he could get a job like hosting a, a TV show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's really easy. And everybody,
1: <laughs> I Ed just yes. was perfectly sensible to me. I would love to have a job hosting a TV show. And I was hoping there's a show about wildlife in, in, in England. I was hoping that Bernard and I could co-host someday. Like my idea would be that Bernard could take me to quaint little English places What's it? Country file? Country, country file? It's called country file. Uh-huh. And I could be like the American going, wow.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Right? What? I would watch that in
1: a second. Yeah, Do that. Has you guys should has also a, make like a buddy cop Bernard movie has a or something very for me even, to watch. Amazing. He yeah. has an even personality and nice vocal delivery. So I thought he could, well, see this church which has been here since the 13th century is uh, inhabited by bats. And I could go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Fuck. And be that guy. I green light yeah. that TV show. <laughs> but But, but he, he, he didn't pick up on that. I just got the poetry. <laughs> Come on,
2: Bernard. Get fucking on it. One step at a time. The world yeah. needs this show to happen. How do you get to the – how do you get to the – because because of your energy on stage? Like when you're not feeling it or you feel like you're up against a wall, how do you force yourself into that place? Or
1: do you not try? Mm, it, it's um, terror. <laughs> <laughs> the fire? The fire? There's a lot of people in the room. Yeah. Yeah. I mean there's, there are people there. Hey. <laughs> you know what the fuck? There are people there. So you do it is it- I I prepare for a long time on a show day it takes me quite a while to get it up, you know. As I I get older, it takes longer and longer. (laughs) It's more and more work to get it up. That's the way it is, you know. I try to do my best, and uh, I've modified, you know. There are less stage dive moments that's... more even delivery uh, just different things less screeching
2: well you can throw Josh
3: off the stage he's uh, he's rugged he can <laughs> handle it <laughs> lawsuit <No. laughs>
2: Kyle do you have a question you want sure yeah okay. giant
3: man crushes 20 members yeah
0: uh, first of all Funhouse is my favorite album of all hey, time so thank you very much uh, I just want to know if you could touch on because I've heard a little bit of it how Watt ended up playing with the Stooges yeah Um. Watt was one of a
1: group of people included uh Thurston Moore and uh, uh, singer of mud honey mark mark, mark arm, arm and the guitarist dentist's son from Northampton dinosaur junior j j uh these people um were real interested in Ron at a certain time, and uh, and in Scott, and they started uh, doing different, con- differently configured gigs, where Watt, and Scott and Ron and someone else would go out as a band and play festivals, or Ron would tour with Jay Massis, and they and do the encore doing Stooges songs, this sort of thing, so. That went on for a couple of years, and that led me, that put me in a place where I could try to resurrect the group because they were out there too. So there was less differential between the, the flow of what we were doing. And then when it came time to figure out who's going to play bass when we actually go out and do gigs, we got offered a big gig at Coachella. Um, what had earned? He'd earned his place because he was the guy who went out there and uh, slogged yeah, he's a good guy too yeah so that that's how you know
2: besides uh playing Speed mariachi under the band name Cotterpins.
1: What? Mister <laughs> I, I don't know where that, but it's just one of those things. That always made an impression, of. and I hate it. You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't miss- want. To, I don't want to spend my life dealing with a fucking Cotterpin, <laughs> right? I want to do something else. You know, <laughs> like Mister Cotterpins.
2: Yeah. Mister Cotterpins. Yeah. Hey, Mister Cotterpins. <laughs> so what? What? What else? Do you have a slew of things that you still haven't done yet that you want to do, or is it, do you take it moment to moment? What do you want to... What do you want to?
1: The things I want to do I'm probably never going to get to do. You know, like I would like to run away to Paraguay and create a, a kind of a small cult or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's not too late. Yeah, I think I can still, you know... Yes, sir. A small cult. Yeah, <laughs> things like that, you know, or maybe like just live out my days... In a little apartment near the Vatican, <laughs> sipping coffee and visiting the go Sistine use the, Chapel. Go use that one ATM as and, in Latin. And yeah. graffitiing Bernini's, you know, Bernini yeah. has all these big, these big columns there in the in Bernini's uh, piazza in front of the Vatican, and there's really scribbled graffiti all over them. I'd like to graffiti on those and just be like that, you know. But I don't think I'm going to do that either. Um there are things i am not sure what I have no I, I, um i don't have any plans really What do you think is the best thing a person as we're
2: kind of winding this down, what do you think is the best thing a person can do an artist, a performer, to try to discover who they are like to bring out who they are, figure out what their voice is the
1: point of view um you, th- you think you have to recognize the big three, which is yourself. The people you want to connect to, and then the society that is around, surrounds you both. Mm-hmm. You have to recognize and balance your, you have to communicate with those three. You have to, and also to deal. Mm-hmm. With those three, do you, do you try like, to balance it?
2: It's re- respecting the society or trying to shake the society? No, just be aware
1: of it and decide. <laughs> okay, I think today I can get away with a little disrespect, <laughs> you know. But maybe, but, Engaging, but not yeah. at, at dinner, be nice, you know. Is, 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 is the state I'm in now a little bit, you know? You know. So no, be aware of it and then work out your strategies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you have to be aware. You know, it's not like, oh, we, c- we could just live, there shouldn't be any money. So I'll find a way to just live completely without, no. <laughs> right. There, there's this stuff, there are these ways that things go, and there are p- things that people are going to say about you and all that, but that shouldn't be the whole game either, mm-hmm. or you end up as one of these suicidal billionaires. Right actually you don't hear about suicidal billionaires it's There's the only millionaires like four of them. <laughs> you know people but some a lot of people make a lot of money and then they blow it you know because they don't listen to themselves anymore and then also you've got to get something from the people you actually want to connect with yeah and and that if depending on what sort of person you are now if you're that mean guy who charges 750 Dollars now for that life, yeah. If you're him, you want to connect with some suckers, right? right? You know. But if you're somebody else, you just want somebody to give you a hug. Yeah, yeah. Well, it just I think depends. it's also the,
2: yeah. the idea of the when you. I think seeking too many external things to fix you. I think that's where people are like, oh, I made a million dollars. Now what? <laughs> You know? Oh this wow! I did. don't, why didn't that work? Why? Oh, I why I thought this no. was supposed to make me. Now I feel worse. Yeah. Why are we? That didn't yeah. work. Yeah. Do you Do you remember? Was there a one moment on stage where you said, "Aha! This is Iggy"? Or was it a slow transition? Did you mm. Did you discover it over time, or did what, Did something click
1: at one point? The second gig we I ever did, being you know, as a it was the first the first time I did lead vocals. I thought, Hmm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh okay. You know, I thought I I thought I had something going on. Yeah, you know, the the first gig I was trying to be an instrumentalist still, so I had a I was strapped into I had a guitar, slide guitar, and I had a pair of golf shoes hooked up <laughs> to a uh Piece of galvanized steel I was standing on with contact mics, so that I could scat dance and play at the same oh time. God, that's amazing. <laughs> and I was also singing. Me and my golf. Shoes. And I thought, well, what can I do to look interesting? So I made a afro wig out of a shower cap and heavy duty aluminum foil. I made it myself and curled it, and <laughs> I had a white face. And I wore a maternity dress. So that was an interesting performance. But then by the next one, that was just too much to <coughs> deal with. So the second time, I just went out barefoot, pair of jeans, no shirt, white face. Mm-hmm. And that was the look. And then the approach was to dance and scream and scuffle while the guys in the group playing the instruments played these kind of droning riffs. Yeah. And then the third gig, I uh, ditched the... I You know, I... Didn't realize that I shaved off my eyebrows for the white face. You
3: need eyebrows.
1: <laughs> There's a reason we have. You know,
3: <laughs> otherwise yeah. you just you just look too surprised about yeah. everything. <laughs> uh, you know, oh, these, yeah. uh,
1: these horrible styes are my eye because <laughs> yeah. the sweat. You yeah. know, right, yeah, yeah, it just went right down. You
2: know,
3: it's a thing you learn. Yes, it's right. One learn. learns when one shaves a brow. Yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. Outside of Josh Hami. Who's your
3: second favorite collaboration? Josh Homme. You can't be one and two. I'm one, two, and seven. You can. And that's the way I am everywhere I go. I'll allow it. I I
1: can't rate them. A lot of good people. Yeah. You know, David Bowie, Steve Jones. Steve Jones. Steve Jones. Jonesy. gas. His Instagram is amazing, by the way. It's it's Ron Ashton. You know, so. That's great. A lot of people.
2: Well, its uh, it's been really great to have you here. And I really appreciate you coming in and fucking around. And Josh Hami, one of these days I'm going to convince you to come on At Midnight. I, I, and you're going to bring I, fucking Dave Grohl on. And you guys are going to be funny. Head to head. Yeah. yeah. You're going to take <laughs> him down. Of course I will.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
2: the challenge has been laid, Grohl. The challenge has been laid. Step it
3: up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
2: All right. Well, it's good to see you. To post-pop see. depression, March 18th? Is that Was, was that the date? Yeah. March 18th, post-pop sure. depression. Thanks a lot, uh, man. It's good to see you. All right, really Chris, tight, man. And Come I back the anytime. I hope the
3: bleeding stops Thanks, for man. you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Josh. Oh, uh, oh,
2: yeah, you left a sample oh. right on his chest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. There yeah. you
3: go. Signed and delivered.
0: Thank you. Fantastic. <laughs> Keep that in there. You never
2: wash that. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. <laughs> All right.
0: Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.
1: This episode is brought to you by the effortlessly scrumptious bite of
3: Skinny Pop Popcorn. Imagine this. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious kernels, a symphony of just three simple ingredients. Popcorn, sunflower oil, and a sprinkle of salt. No compromise, just pure snacking freedom. And hey, if you're up for a twist... Dive into flavors like zesty white
1: cheddar to sweet and salty kettle. Every bite's a delight, light and oh so tasty. Shop Skinny Pop now.